and welcome to Little Birdie's Monday Sports Show First Look. I'm your host, Nikki Sylvester. Joining me today is MG for the AFL Round 14 Review and Top Rope for the NRL Round 15 Review. First Look is proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV, topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped for the very best in men's grooming. MG, how are you, buddy? How was your weekend? Yeah, not too bad, Nikki. It was uh, just very, very busy week we've had here. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's been uh, been crazy. A lot of sport going on. We've been uh, up very late for the uh, the Ascot racing Ascot. on most mm-hmm. nights. I know many people on the chats have been uh, sleep deprived this week, and then obviously uh, we'll get into uh, top rope in a minute. But uh, he's been uh, sleep deprived on the uh, the golf on as the well. Golf. So uh, <laughs> if he's looking a bit uh, bit shaky this morning, he's had a uh, a sick child on the golf. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll discuss that a bit later. But um, yeah, how was your week? Uh, Where to? A good week. We, we went yeah. to the footy. We got ourselves on the telly. <laughs> Year made. <laughs> you got yourself on the telly. Yeah. We got ourselves on the telly. Um, no, it was great. Um, we got to go see Richmond Carlton. I think we thought it was going to be um, a really good game. And there was a lot of behinds, a lot of behinds. Um, yes. Cannot believe that. And obviously, we've got some rainfall that we didn't think we were going to get. And um, But it was a good game. We were undercover. It was nice when the president's there. Yeah, Thanks, Carlton. Very, very well looked after, <laughs> Nikki. You were at the football. It was crazy. So, yeah, uh, the what was it? The eighty one, eighty two reunion. Yep. Um, so, and uh, I tell you what, there's um, haven't seen many better speeches quietly. Um, the interview of David, David Parkin, Parkin was unbelievable. Um, they had uh, were they only missing four players? I think over the two premierships. Yep. So it was a great turnout for Carlton. And if you're a Carlton supporter. Um, it would have been an event uh, you would have died to get in, I think. But, uh, yeah, Parkin's speech was unbelievable. And to be coached by that guy, I understand why they uh, they won a few flags because uh, he was as good 40 years on. Um, very impressive the way he goes about it. Very, very impressive. And I liked the shots they were showing um, when he was, like, shaking the players and he's like, come on, we've just got to do it. And, um, you know, you don't see that enough in AFL at the moment. And no, probably, um, probably not allowed to touch the players right now in this day and age. <laughs> if, if a coach grabbed a player, there'd be, uh, there'd be some chaos. But... Uh, we also had the uh, the NBA wind up, yes, Nikki. Yes, um, yes. For those who uh, haven't been watching the NBA each morning, um, that's why we were all sleep deprived. The Golden State Warriors won four two. Um, Curry gets his uh, MVP, MVP in the playoffs, so that was very impressive. Uh, stay tuned later on in the show, guys. Our, our promotion with um, with ankle breakers will uh, we will draw the winner of that. Uh, we didn't get a chance to put it on the uh, the last shot show, which was uh, the, our NBA podcast. Uh, by uh, Nick Parkey and BK. If you uh, want to check out their show today, they wind up their season. They break it all down for you. But, uh, yeah, hang out towards the end of the show and uh, we will cross to Ankle Breakers uh, and they will uh, spin the wheel to see who gets a Steph Curry signed jersey. So uh, that'll be exciting uh, in about 30 minutes' time. Yep, that is going to go off, that one there, especially after he got MVP. And um, just quickly, we did touch on Royal Ascot. So obviously, Nature Strip, what a win. That was incredible. Um, J Mac, what a ride. And um, last night in the French Oaks, the Prix de Diane, Holly Doyle was the first female to ever, ever ride the French Oaks, which is also just saying something, um, especially international racing. You know, they don't get it behind female jockeys like we do in Australia. Um, so she, I think she finished fourth overall in the um, UK yep. Jockey Championships, but that's just an amazing, amazing to go over there and ride that the French Oaks winner. And um, she did have the favourite. She got the job done. Go and watch the replays. It was a great ride. Yeah, a trip we want to put on the calendar for Ooh, next year, Nikki. Yeah, Shanti. Uh, <laughs> Royal Ascot for five days. Well, we just get, and then we just get the train over. I mean, I'm thinking it's just you no know, champagne on the train while we yeah. go from Ascot to Paris. Top rope, you're in for that, aren't you? I'm 100% for that. I cannot be more in for that. <laughs> Get uh, your passport renewed. Off we go. 
<laughs> let's roll. Let's roll. The big, the big shock of what, what I've heard, though, uh, guys, is that, um, that you were surprised, Nick, that there were more behinds and goals in the national game. <laughs> here Isn't that oh my god i could not believe it yeah. i could not believe let's not, it let's not talk about a couple of these totals from the weekend just yet <laughs> it was uh not the highlight of the weekend um but in the afl nikki we had a couple of we'll just touch on it quickly we'll go through the results a bit later um obviously we had uh, a couple of upsets your bombers being one of them i know you are not supporting the bombers anymore because you dropped off them when they were two and ten <laughs> looking for another side but uh they got their win on uh, friday night yep. uh but I think the um, the big news out of the weekend was some shocking injuries that we saw. Um, yep. We won't yeah, we won't put them on. we won't put them up. They're not great to watch. But uh, Powell for the Gold Coast uh, dislocated his yep, knee, which is bad. not not good viewing. And uh, also Waitman uh, landed on his arm and dislocated his elbow. So good effort to keep playing on. But uh, both visions are pretty hard to watch, and it just shows um, how tough the sport is, I guess. And uh, you know, uh, hopefully they uh, make speedy recoveries. Yep, and then um. The AFL bad boy, Dugowie, he's getting into some trouble again. Oh, my God, wow. I don't know how this guy keeps the job. <laughs> well, because he's a very good player. Oh, no, he's a great player. I'm just saying, like, you know, at what point do the clubs say that, you know, enough's enough off-field versus or do, the, do they just say, well, that's, that's just how he is and he's just wow. going to be a bad boy and we just roll with it? Well, I don't think he's a bad boy. He just went on a trip away. I don't know. We bring Top Rope in for this. Top Rope loves a bit of, uh, especially getting into the AFL, kicking them why they uh, make errors, but... I wouldn't be surprised, Top Rope, uh, not not beyond Gill on his way out. I wouldn't be surprised if they paid for Dugowie's trip over. <laughs> Bear with me here. This is not a long bow, uh, Top Rope. You'll appreciate this. That uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they organised the trip and they said, "Yep, let's." You know, they rang up Dugowie and said, "Listen, we'll pay for you a couple of days in Bali just so the AFL keeps themselves in the media during a boring bye week." Uh, to go up against all the other sport, make sure they had enough clickbait for the for the week because. I don't think uh, Dugowie would lack that much intelligence to go by himself and think it was a good idea with upside. And the club, surely, if they stand for anything, Collingwood, the way they're going, um, that would they thought it was in the best interest of the player, the club, or the sport. So, Top Rope, any thoughts there? Do you think it's a it's a long <laughs> bow that your mate Gil would have uh, paved the way for Dugowie to put him in Bali and uh, get a few snapshots? Oh look, who know, who knows? But what 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 Gill's advising uh, these days? You know, you'd normally say taking a mid-season holiday is probably not the way to go. But uh, when the uh, when the chief executive is off to New York to uh, to visit some rabbis, then yeah, everything's fair game at the moment, I guess. And I think I guess the 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 the, the Eddie McGuire and a fallout from the report shows exactly what Collingwood stand for. So uh, probably no surprise they've got no control over uh, over some of their playing groups. So. Uh, very poor, MG. You'd never see that in rugby league. You'd never see that kind of behaviour. Um, if you uh, if you're going to see something similar, uh, it certainly wouldn't be in Bali. It would probably be at the Mean Fiddler in Penrith. So, um, you know, be a little bit more subtle with it, and uh, maybe don't take overseas holidays during the middle of the year. I would have thought. Is uh, is Gil just trying to match your man PVL? We forgot to mention it earlier, but uh, when we touched on uh, Royal Ascot, uh, if my eyes didn't deceive me, and I am sleep deprived this week. Was your man PVL yes. riding? He did riding yeah. with the uh, the Queen's entourage. Just kick one yeah. of the days off. Couldn't believe it. He was Surely not to top all. rope. And, and and what an utter disgrace it was. He was relegated to the third carriage. I would have thought I would have thought Prince Charles would have taken uh, taken a back seat and uh, shuffled back to number two or three. Uh, Matt PVL was there, uh, the, the rugby league boss, uh, front and centre, uh, the Queen, obviously a big rugby league fan. So 
Uh, good to see her uh, pay homage to the great game. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. I cannot believe he got in there. However, I'm going to say the lady that was with him, I don't know if that's his wife or just his partner, she was actually quite, I mean, he's not, She's, he's, not, an, she's he's not a painting, but she he is batting way above his average. That is just a wallet talking there. That is how he Jeez, got her. There's a whack for him. I'm just saying she's 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 gorgeous for her age. She's beautiful. She looked amazing, and I was like, wow, that photo of the two of them together, where he's like, looks like he's missing a tooth, and they're in the carriage together at Royal Ascot. I was like, buddy, with your wallet, like surely we could have just dressed up a bit more, like made a little bit more of an effort. He did look like the ghost of Christmas past in that carriage. That's it was sure. bad. Mm-hmm. Now. Can we have a chat about the golf this morning, the US Open? Can we throw to you for the golf? Oh, my God. If we have If to. we must. Uh, <laughs> uh, Come on, Top Rope, beat it up. You, 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 guys, you guys had the podcast last week. You three, yourself with uh, with Dogger and Big Fraser on. Tell us the results. Get get around for the punters. I know well, you've uh, you've, just... ha- you've had the runner up, but uh, let's pump up the rest of the cast and tell us how well you did. So, obviously, uh, MGs followed both tips in. And uh, collectors on the winner. So uh, Dogger got the chocolates. He's uh, yeah, one of the best judges uh, around Mike Dogger-Caridi. And uh, he was all over Fitz uh, to back up his 2013 US amateur win at Brookline with uh, a professional win. And uh, he was outstanding to Matthew Fitzpatrick. They were tied for the lead, Fitzpatrick and Will Zalatoris. Uh, after the third round, it was an incredible third round when the win got up. Uh Fitzpatrick gets 17 of 18 greens to say, uh, a truly phenomenal performance. He drained some big, big putts. Uh, Zalatoris had the lead kind of going into the back nine there, but seeded uh, uh, it, and Fitzpatrick just would not give it up. Went down to the final putt. Uh, Zalatoris had a putt to send it to a player from about 15 feet uh, and missed by the thinnest of margins. There's a slight left there, didn't break back. But, uh, uh, look, another... Top 10 performance for Zalatoris. His start to his major career is absolutely incredible. He has had seven top eight performances in uh, nine major starts, eight as a professional. So uh, remarkable from Zalatoris. Scottish Scheffler was around the mix again, but uh, all credit to, 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 to Dogger, who had uh, uh, had Matthew Fitzpatrick there at uh, $26 uh, and maybe a little bit a touch better around. And myself and MB Daddy had Will Zalatoris at $31 there. So um, look around the mark. So we've got the Open Championship coming up soon and uh, you'll hear the team go hard at it again. Not uh, around the mark, Top Rope, all over it. And if you're not, uh, if you're serious about your golf punting, seriously, and you, you've got to be watching these shows. We, we only do them four times a year for the majors and these guys have uh, run really close on a few of them. Um, and they get the chocolates uh, well and truly this week. So congratulations. I think it might have been as big as uh, $31, $32 for the winner for Fitzpatrick, and you guys, uh, Zalatoris, around the same price, around that $31 mark. So congratulations to the cast, and uh, we look forward to the next major coming up shortly. And have you got any other sporting news for us, Top Rope? Anything else over the weekend that we've missed? Yeah, look, uh, Australia uh, World Cup champions. Uh I know all the talk last week was about uh, the win over Peru and getting through to uh, the Soccer World Cup. Australia won the World Cup of Us last night. Simon uh, and, and Damon Hedder. Uh, actually, it was a, a red hot. You know, most of the best players were there at the, at the World Cup this year. And, and yeah, it rolled, um, rolled uh, some, some very, very good team, including uh, Michael Smith and James Wade on the way to uh, – uh, a stunning semi-final we have ringing and then rolled uh, Johnny Clayton and Gerwin Price, uh, two of the top kind of three or four players in the world at the moment. So 
Uh, absolutely massive win for Australia uh, to take the World Cup. So hopefully he's darts that kick along on the heads in this country. Amazing. I love a good darts. Like when you watch it, it is ama- it's really good TV watching actually. So hopefully everyone um, was watching that this morning to cheer home the Aussies. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with AFL and NRL. Welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, bet with a bookie you can trust, bet with Topsport. Okay, now we're going to get into the AFL Round 14 review. All right, Richmond beat Carlton 81-66. to Essendon, they did beat St Kilda 107-72. Port Adelaide got up over Sydney 82-59. to Geelong beat West Coast 81-63. to The Western Bulldogs beat the GWS 125-105. to and the Gold Coast beat Adelaide one sixteen to seventy three. MG, yeah, not uh, you know good to see the bye weeks are finished. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure many are great fans of the three weeks where we only got six games each. But anyway, we're on the tail of it now, and we get back into nine uh, games for round fifteen onwards. For round fourteen, uh, we went to the game on uh, Thursday night, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, average standard game, but Richmond got the job done, so that was good for. Uh, that the the Richmond supporters there, Essendon, you're upset. Um, not sure what happened to St Kilda. They did not show up. Very poor loss for them going forward. And I think they might look back on this um, for missing the finals now, St Kilda. I just think the way the, the draw and everything shapes up, they might look back at this one that uh, might cost them a final spot towards the end of a season. Um, Port Adelaide, we, uh, you know, OB and I, I think we're at, <laughs> at Opposite Ends. Uh, on uh, on Friday's show, and I couldn't believe the money for Sydney being the away side, but uh, yeah, Port got the job done there. Mm-hmm. Had a few injuries as well, so that was a good win by Port at home, and it probably just checks Sydney as well um, yep. for their top four aspirations. Uh, Geelong didn't show up oh, against West Coast; they just went over there, I think, for half a holiday. Yep. Uh, completely switched off, just got the four points and come back home. Uh, probably close to the match of the season, I would have thought so far in terms of uh, quality or standard was the Bulldogs Giants. Um, not just the scoring, but I, th- I, th- I think the the way they went about it, they played the game. There was a lot of one-on-one contests. Um, forwards, there was three forwards that kicked five or more in the game. Toby Green kicked seven in a losing side, which uh, oh, yeah. won't happen too many times this season. So definitely one of the better games, uh, probably one of the better quarters you'll see was the first quarter for the year as well. So if you haven't seen that replay, do yourself a favour during the week and uh, watch that game. Very good win for the Bulldogs and probably puts a uh, finish to the Giants season as well. And... Um, Gold Coast, uh, they struggled with Adelaide for most of the game. Kicked away right at the end. The scoreboard probably flattered them a bit. So um, not too many surprises. Four, four favourites, uh, one for the uh, for the week. Essendon was probably the uh, the big upset with St Kilda and uh, they will rue that uh, loss going forward. Thanks, MG. We're just going to have a quick look at the uh, bookie wrap. So four out of six faves won, three out of six covers, three of six over totals and three of six Home teams, and for the season, we're sitting at 69% of faves, 52% of covers, 52% over totals, and 58% of the home teams. No, nah, not too much. Um, yeah, as I said, just uh, yeah. you know, a couple of upsets. Uh, Port probably weren't a great upset. Uh, it was just the more the money for Sydney that caused the mm-hmm. upset, I think. They're the one, 1. 1.26 point favourites there, but uh, yeah, some good scoring games, some low games, um, but yeah, just the statistics are what they are. Okay, thanks, MG. And if we just have a quick look at the AFL Stings. Now, this was a tough one to sit there with you on Thursday night because you did say it was the biggest investment you'd had and had they have just literally not scored as many behinds and then the two the two goals that we saw that were touched that actually went through, that was that, that I, I felt for you there watching that one. I really did. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. Yeah. We were we were spotted on TV and the, the showed like <laughs> we were having a pretty good night, giving a, giving <laughs> a we high five doing, after a goal. But we were um, just cheering yeah. goals. R- we? Richmond got the job done, which was um, which was good. Um, obviously, the total, which I, we yeah. definitely thought we'd got the best of it. Yeah. Um, the way well, it did close at one fifty nine, one sixty. So we were in a couple of points, but yeah. Um, Unfortunately, the, the kicking was horrendous, horrendous, and yeah, we had a couple of um, goals that were put through were brought back for yeah. touches. But anyway, um, yeah, biggest pun all up five units for the uh, for okay. the year. So that was a bit of a brutal beat. And then uh, to make it worse, on the Friday night we had the St Kilda <laughs> and Essendon game. Uh, I think it was nine seconds left on the oh. clock, um, and we were half a point <laughs> under on the total. And uh, Wright uh, took a very good mark for Essendon and managed to bomb one from fifty five. Yeah. So. Uh, that uh, was a good one-two punch to start off the weekend, Thursday and a Friday night. Uh, the other two, Bulldogs got the job done. Um, they started to slide outside as when we bet. They were solid favourites by the time they went round. So, again, getting the chips in and they won well. And the last one, unfortunately, we um, – again, the totals this week were a bit, <laughs> bit of a mess. <laughs> we had 54 points up our sleeves going into the last quarter on 168 total under and they went and scored 81 points or 85 points in the last quarter. So uh, – yeah, the office might have been a bit of a mess downstairs um, Sunday night <laughs> yesterday. Stuff rearranged. <laughs> yeah, so the totals were a few brutal beats in there, but um, oh well, we were getting our we were getting their our chips in at the right price yep. at least. Uh, just uh, yeah, a bit of a rough week with the uh, with the results. But anyway, all right. Now round fifteen does kick off on Thursday night. Melbourne Brisbane at the MCG seven twenty p.m. Approximate betting prices at the moment: Melbourne a dollar seventy. Brisbane, 2.15, and the line looks to be about five and a half at the moment. If this is not the game of the round, I don't know what is. Yeah, it's close. Uh, I actually think, uh, yeah, well, second v first on the ladder, um, both teams on 10 and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're probably even stats. I think the stat that stands out for me is that uh, Melbourne have a 6-1 advantage against Brisbane at the MCG. So Brisbane uh, find this venue difficult to to win at at the mm-hmm. best of times. Uh, it's not been, hasn't been a, hunt, a good hunting ground for them. So, um, But I do think they come in with a better form, even though they're yep. both off the bye. Um, going into the bye, obviously, Melbourne were undefeated, lost three in a row. They've had off-field dramas. Um, you know, so they've got some issues. So this is a big game for them in oh, terms yeah. of, uh, you know, Melbourne's season going forward. Because I think if they lose this one, um, there'll be new premiership favourite mm-hmm. uh, after this week for sure if they lost. So I think... Um, I think the betting around the betting's probably about right. Melbourne minus five and a half. Um, the early indication is it's gone slightly Melbourne's way, but uh, I think there'll be plenty of money for Brisbane. I, th- I think Brisbane, even though they've got to come to the MCG, um, and Melbourne might have corrected themselves off the buy, might have refreshed and everything like that. I think the value is going to lie with with Brisbane. Um, you know, this match will be won in Brisbane's forward fifty. The mm-hmm. way it sets up, it's uh, Brisbane's very much. Uh, Offense gear, the number one in the AFL for offense, whereas Melbourne's defense, they like to control it from the back half. So whoever controls that zone in the game um, will go a long way to winning this game. But, um, yeah, I think Brisbane's slightly the favorites. Uh, sorry, the slight value in this game at early doors. Brisbane. Okay, well, um, that is one I would definitely get on board because I look forward to getting down there on Thursday night and heckling Melbourne because I just want their season to be done. Jeez. Absolutely done. No, I just think that, you know, like you had, had it all to win and you've got – You've done it to yourselves now. So anyway, let's uh, cheer home another AFL Premiership favourite. All right, so we'd have a look at it. Melbourne are $3.70, Brisbane are 5 Fremantle 6 Geelong 7 50 Richmond 10 Sydney Swans 13 Carlton 17 Collingwood 21 and the Western Bulldogs 21 So we are seeing the market move now. 
Yeah, they're on the drift. Melbourne three dollars mm-hmm. last week. Yeah, to three seventy. So as I said, I think if um you know th- this match on Thursday night would be big. If Brisbane happened to knock off Melbourne, I think uh, we'll be sitting here in a week's yep. time, and Brisbane will be the flag favourites. Melbourne will be replaced. The other match I'm looking forward to is the Geelong play Richmond. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently um, fourth and fifth in the betting. Uh, Richmond have obviously stormed in calculations now. Won six of their last seven. So if they happen to go and beat Geelong, um, I think the the Richmond um, the Richmond punters will certainly get around them. So yeah, look for some movement after this week for sure. Okay, I can't wait for next week. Now we're going to have a quick look at the Brownlow. So uh, Lockie Neal three, Patrick Cripps four fifty, Clayton Oliver four ninety, and Brayshaw five, and that's really it, the top four there. Yeah, not too much movement. The Cripps was the uh, only one that really played over the weekend. Mm-hmm. He, he probably just misses. So yeah, not much going on uh, in the Brownlow for this week. Okay, and if we quickly go to the Coleman as well. Here we go. Charlie Kerno, 285, Jeremy Cameron, 3, Hawkins, 580, and Max King, 6. And we've got Tom Lynch at 6 and really not much else. Yeah, top 6 there. And they're all with uh, 6 goals of each other at the moment. So Kerno's the leader on 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a slight favourite. So, yeah, there's, this is going to be a great betting race all the way up until the final of it. So uh, the bookies will be um, looking to take plenty of bets and in multis. And, uh, yeah, we'll monitor as the season goes on. Tight yeah. race. Thanks, MG. Now, if you are serious about your AFL punting, you do need AFL stings, and you can get that in the Little Betty Live TV shop from $22 a week. AFL, you need AFL stings. We're going to have a quick break and come back with Top Rope and talk all things NRL. Welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust, family-owned and operated for over 35 years, topsport.com.au. I'd like to welcome in Top Rope. We're going to go through the NRL results for the round 15. Okay, so St George beat South 32 to 12. North Queensland beat Manly 28 to 26. The Storm beat the Broncos 32 to 20. Uh, Cronulla beat the Gold Coast 18 to 10. Penrith beat New Zealand 40 to 6. Parramatta beat the Roosters 26 to 16. Canberra beat Newcastle 20 to 18. And the Bulldogs, your team top rope, over the West Tigers 36 to 12. You must be up and about. <laughs> that's two on the trot. <laughs> that's two on the trot. That's two on the trot for the first time since 2019. So that's how. Uh... That's how low the Bulldogs have been going in recent years. But uh, first time we've scored back-to-back 30 points uh, in seven seasons. 2016 was the last year that happened. So, um, yeah, incredible. So, uh, look, Mick Potter won't be the long-term coach at the Bulldogs, but he, he shouldn't be forgotten for, for what he's managed to do. He, he's absolutely embarrassed Trent Barrett with uh, 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 how many points the Bulldogs have scored. They've scored 24-plus in three of the four weeks under Potter. I managed in four out of 34 games under Trent Barrett and heaven knows how many under Dean Pay. So, um, yeah, he, he's kind of certainly doing some cleansing at Canterbury. So, uh, look, Tigers were awful yesterday. Uh, it was good to see some young Bulldogs players running hard, playing hard, playing some football. So, uh, stylistically, this is uh, as good as the Bulldogs have played in a decade. So, uh, well done, Mick Potter. But let's go back to the, uh, the start of things first. Uh, start off Thursday night, South what Utterly embarrassing. They've done 32 nil after 25 minutes against uh, a Dragons team, not even inside the eight, and who struggled to score points. Some of the tackling was apparent. Uh, Stone halfback Lockley Ilias was hooked after about 25 minutes, which is so rare I can't actually put my finger on when uh, when that would happen alone with a rookie. So uh, some long-term questions to be asked there at CS as to what their kind of future holds, but some of the attempted tackles were, were, were downright embarrassing. You, you kind of see that tackling in the AFL, not the NRL. Um, in in uh, on Friday night, uh, the Cowboys staged one of the great uh, last uh, last ditch comebacks of all time, winning twenty eight twenty six. They trailed by 
uh, 16 points with uh, less than eight minutes to go uh, and scored three tries in three minutes to, to pull off uh, a famous win there. Uh, so well done to to the Cowboys there. It was um, not without controversy. Uh, they were awarded a uh, a trial that probably shouldn't have been awarded if the bunker official Chris Butler could count to 10, but he could not. So uh, Cowboys with the win, Des has the rightly fearing. Uh, Storm Broncos, final score closer than it probably should have been, 32-20. Storm dominated the match, but look, fair play to the Broncos. Uh, without Adam Reynolds, they were without uh, a good number of stars there, and um, they really... They really uh, are dug in pretty deep there. And unfortunately for minus punters, minus 15 half punters, uh, a, a late kick got trapped and uh, Broncos got the length of the field to cover the spread there. So absolutely sick beat there. Sick beat 158 for the season for NRL punters. Um, less said about the Sharks, Titans, the better. Absolutely very low game at uh, Coss Harbour. Uh, Sharks were uh, appalling on the Titans. Yeah, dug in, dug in, but uh, have very little with the ball. Uh, nothing hugely of note in the Panthers, Warriors, and Panthers won comfortably, other than the, uh, from a betting point of view, the last try um, on, on the final play of the game out wide and the conversion um, sent the final score from 20, final margin from 28 to 34. The line jumped 28 and a half in that game. And the total jumped 45 and a half. The kick sent it from 44 to 46. So uh, depending on what side you were, it was a wild, wild finish there. Uh, a little similar with the Eels and Roosters, which was, in fact, the first half was game of the season stuff. It was, there were seven tries and seven ridiculous tries. There was some amazing rugby league play. Uh, really slowed down in the second half, but uh, uh, really good game of football. Paramount too strong, but uh, another close one for punters. Line total open 41 and a half, close 42 and a half, finished on 42 points after the halftime score was at 36. So, uh, a few upset punters there, no, no doubt at all. Uh, and the Sunday games, the Raiders beat the Knights on uh, the last play of the game. So, the last minute of the game, uh, Hudson Young Grubber won 20 to 18 in a completely undeserved victory. The Raiders were abhorrent, the Knights not a lot better, but uh, as eight and a half point dogs that probably deserved. Win there, Newcastle. Bit unlucky there. And the Bulldogs, big, big winners over the West Tiger 3612. Thanks, Top Rope. So we're just going to have a quick look at the bookie wrap. So we've got seven out of eight faves, three out of eight covers, four of eight over totals, and six of eight for the home teams. And for the season, we're sitting at 69% for faves, 53% of covers, 53% over totals, and 60% for the home teams. Yeah, not much, not much to be playing out of that one. There were some some the, the numbers as they tend to come in the second half of the year tend to get quite big for favourites as kind of injuries and the the form of bad teams slip off. Uh, yeah, not all covering at the moment. So it was, um, yeah, the, the Panthers got lucky covering the, the, the Sharks and have got close to covering the Storm, pretty unlucky there, all favoured by kind of 15 and a half or more. So uh, just a bit of a watch on some of those big favourites and we'll kind of get a bit more of a grip on those over the coming weeks. But um, not a lot to take out of the week from a betting point of view. Certainly kind of didn't see any kind of step change or anything like that. And um, if we just have a look at the GGOA, so we got three out of six, which, as you say, a few of those came down to the wire, and they were pretty. That that they were a hard watch. Uh, they were a dreadfully hard watch. Not only was the Melbourne one on, I, I may have had a little bit on Jerome Hughes last try at uh, twenty-five to one. I think it was actually fifteen to one um, in that game as well. So uh, a little upset, to say the least. But uh, what are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, like man, man in North Queensland total. Uh, look, did never look like going over in the first half, but kind of came steaming home in the second half. So. 
uh, got a good result there. The Melbourne line, um, look, they kind of flirted with it all game. Uh, just fell the wrong way there at the end. I think if the game goes on the five minutes, it might go the other way. But uh, such as life, uh, the Sharks never deserved a cover, so no complaints there. That went minus 12 and a half to minus 15 and a half. Uh, the Panthers, they got the job done. There no sweats if you took the uh, the early lines there, but uh, certainly was a worry if you were on the late line. Uh, and Newcastle plus 10 and a half. Jack White and ruled out uh, that one. They went to, uh, um, went to uh, eight and a half and uh, with a nice trail. Uh, uh, early, but the, the plus was never really in doubt from kind of early second half onwards. Okay, now we do have a very big game to cover this week. We got Sunday night, State of Origin, game two in Perth. New South Wales, they declared the team last night. Is that right? It came through last night? Yep, they declared the squad anyway last night and we kind of pieced together what the team the team will be. So as you say, um, Whiten's out because he's got COVID. Is that right? Yep, Jack Whiten's out with COVID and um, uh, he swung the axe uh, fairly heavily uh, last night. Some good, some bad. Uh, yeah, Tony Staggs has been dropped. Uh, we're seeing uh, Matt Burton play uh, in the left centre. Stephen Crichton elevated the starting team at right right centre. Um, Tariq Sims, Tariq Sims dropped. Um, we've seen uh, Regan Campbell Gillard dropped. Ryan Madison dropped. Expect Jake Trubovic to be in the side. Which is probably not a bad thing. Angus Crichton's probably been struggling with performance. Maybe a little lucky to get recalled there. And uh, what I can't understand, CSF Talakai will, will, will likely be in the uh, side. I'm not sure he's in the top 60 available players for New South Wales. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I really don't know what, what Freddie's thinking there. But kind of concerning is some of the players in the extended squad if they actually get a start, which will be um, surprising. Like Jordan McLean has been a one batter for. For, for many years. Victor Addy hasn't played in half a dozen weeks. Was, was no good beforehand. So it's not even clear Brad Fittler's watching rugby league at this point when picking the side. So, um, and, and, and and to leave Daniel Tupo in the team in the form of Josh Adokar, absolutely astonishing. It would, would, have been, would, would have been a big call, but I would have thought dropping Jerome Luai was probably needed to be kind of considered as well. Tough words there from Top Rope. Now, if we have a quick look at the betting, this may, this may blow your mind after what Top Rope's just said. But New South Wales is a dollar seventy-eight. Queensland is two oh five, and the line is at minus one and a half. And we've got the totals at thirty-eight and a half. Now, I was having a chat to my husband last night, and he said, "You know what's going to happen here?" He said, "The umpires will just decide who wins this game." And he said, "The NRL want to go to a three-game series, so New South Wales is going to win." Yeah, oh, I kind of, I kind of don't disagree with Cranber uh, on this one. There, um, I think. Not necessarily that, that this is going to be fixed, but I think every 50-50 call will go New South Wales as well. They, you know, they kind of didn't get the rub of the green so much in the first. I'm not to say that they deserve to, to, to win the game at all, but um, I think we can. I think New South Wales probably have that extra motivation uh, in this one as well. Um, yeah, Queensland lost to Ruben Cotter. I don't think his performance in game one can really be underestimated. Like, I know Munster didn't man the match and Munster was outstanding. Oh, Ruben Cotter was the best player on the field. Like, there is absolutely, from, from my mind, what he did uh, was astonishing. So it's going to be hard to replicate there. Uh, you know, you, you kind of see this in origin a lot, that the team that loses game one does tend to bounce back in game two. So well, I, I haven't kind of got into the nitty-gritty of the game yet, but, but for my first inclination is I'd probably rather be on the, the minus one and a half than, than the plus at this stage. Now, let's have a quick look at the NRL premiership market. So Penrith, 2.30, the Storm, 3.30. Parramatta 10, North Queensland 11, Cronulla 12, 
Broncos 21, Roosters 21, Manly 51, and South 51. Wow. Yeah, and they're probably there to, 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 to be fair. Um, I, yeah, you might, this might shock you guys, but I'd rather be on the Storm at the 3.30 than the Panthers at the 2.30. Um, I, 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 I just like what I'm seeing from Melbourne right now. They've got no Pappenhausen and they played a Broncos team that, you know, they played them pretty well. Uh, uh, they, they, they kind of won reasonably comfortably. I don't think that the Storm will be, over, will be overly happy with that, but I think they're, they're really working towards something pretty special. And I think uh, this team is essentially going to get broken up at the end of the year. You know, we're going to see Felice Kafusi, the Bromwich boys, all head to, you know, three, three linchpins, all head to, to the Dolphins next year. Yeah, who knows what the future holds for Cameron Munster, Brandon Smith's off to the Roosters. So um, this is a kind of yeah, last hurrah for, te- for this team. And, you know, Storm has shown in the past that they, they have tended to lift for these in this season. So, uh, yeah, Melbourne from at 3.30 is about. If you are serious about your NRL, you need GGOA, and you can get that from $22 a week in the Little Betty Live TV shop. GGOA, $22 a week. MG. Okay. Yes. Uh, charity, charity time. We need to uh, go through these results from uh, week 15's results. You can see on the screen now we got a couple, uh, two out of three there. So uh, the Tigers on Thursday night got the job against Carlton at three and a half, and your Broncos beat the Storm. That's a that's a bold, bold, bold. I tip told you the line was too big. Too good. Plus 17 and a half got the win, and the Sharks as uh, top row polluted earlier. They got the game. They won by eight, didn't cover at the 13 yes. and a half. So. We can see, uh, what have we got? Week 16 we're up to, our predictions. So, mm-hmm. Nikki, you can kick us off. Uh, listen, we, we don't have NRL, so I assume you are going with the <laughs> AFL. Who are you tipping this week? Yeah, I'm going Freo minus two and a half. Freo minus two and a half against Carlton. So that'll be uh, a uh, good matchup there. Uh, top rope, you've, uh, you've only got origin to choose from. Are you going the females or the males this week? Uh, yeah, uh, the international lines aren't up yet, so we'll stick with uh, one of the origins. I'm going to go with the uh, Women's Origin in Canberra this week, Friday night. Uh, Queensland have won the last two, but uh, they've been both uh, in uh, in Queensland. I'm going to go uh, with New South Wales back uh, back kind of south of the Tweed, minus one and a half. Um, we kind of saw the Broncos come back to the field a little bit more uh, this year. They've, they've dominated the NRLW. Uh, I think part of the the reason for that is we've just kind of seen a, a real uptick in kind of professionalism in, in, in the women's game. And, yeah, we're at a point now where I think the, the, the depth and the class of the New South Wales team is probably going to overwhelm Queensland. So uh, I'll be taking the minus one and a half in what shapes as a low-scoring affair on Friday. Okay, for Wayside Chapel, top rope is going the women's origin on Friday night, New South Wales minus one and a half. Myself, I am going to go the Bulldogs minus one. 14 and a half. Uh, they play Hawthorne on the early game Friday night. We've actually got two. We'll preview those on the uh, Friday line show. So that is our selections up on the screen there for week 16's predictions, Nikki. You're one up on me, so don't worry. We might have a different conversation next Monday. Right. I know. <laughs> okay, time now to uh, announce our winner for the NBA competition since uh, the Warriors have won 4 2. Uh, we need to bring in the boys from Ankle Breakers. We did a promotion on uh, the last shot with Nick Medellinos. We bring in Michael Zorko and David Coleman. And these boys are going to uh, spin their wheel for Ankle Breakers and they are going to give away a signed Steph Curry jersey. So, boys, we'll cross to you guys. You can explain the competition and find the winner for the jersey. 
Thank you, all the, the folks at Little Birdie TV. Appreciate the support and the uh, little collaboration we did as part of the uh, NBA playoffs for 2022. And as you can see behind us, Dave is lovely hand gestures displaying. That's what's on yeah. offer today. Uh, the Curry signed jersey. Um, it's an absolute ripper. I might grab it, grab it quickly and bring it down. Bring it down. Bring it down. Get it on display. I can just reach it down pretty gifted height-wise. There it is. Nice jersey. Steph Curry. You can see the big order on the back there as well. You can catch it on the screen. Got it there. There we are. That's what we're, that's what we're drawing for today. So uh, thank you all the entrants. 140 entrants. All up. 107. Oh, sorry. Him? 144. 144 entrants of that. Not everyone went with the Warriors. Uh, the majority did. Two thirds probably, yeah. And, uh, you know, a few sneaky little people in there once the series was kind of almost decided. Oh, jumping in late. Jumping <laughs> yeah, in late with their big starts. So that's good betting. Even better to the people that... Uh, that picked it so absolutely early on, went from the get go. So, so what we do here today, and what we do at Ankle Breakers, we do a lot of box breaks memorabilia, uh, and we give it away through our draws. Today, we're going to be like a big chalky wheel, I guess you can call it, a big spinny wheel, and we'll decide upon the 107 people live now who will win. So, I'll, I'll bring that screen up. Just a sneaky little promo. Uh, we've got uh, some NBA jerseys. These are our mystery boxes here that we've got. So we've got a we're sort of Towards the end of a series that we're doing now. Still got a uh, Giannis rookie jersey in there, as well as a uh, Devin Booker on the Valleys. And one of these two boxes, we have two left. Contains two of the basketballs. A Kobe Bryant signed basketball. So uh, you don't want to miss out on that. Check it out, page, acrobrokerscollective.com.au. Thank you. All right. This is the spinning wheel. This is this the draw. you here. This is what it's all about. So you get to win. You can see it on the right-hand side here with the names and alphabetical order all our entrants, starting at the top with Aiden Nunes. And we get all the way down to the bottom there. As you can get to the bottom, there we go, with uh, William Wang. Uh, William Wang. We call it William Wang. So there are all our entrants. So we'll spin this, or I should say we shuffle this six times. It's a randomizer. We'll shuffle the names around. We spin it once, and then whoever it lands on at the end will be the winner of that Steph Curry jersey behind us. So uh, here we go. Good luck. Best of luck, everyone. Here One, we go. Two, I'm three, so why? Four, five, and six. We'll go for those names again at the bottom. You've got Tristan Sanford there at the top, Josh Middleton, and everyone else. Best of luck to you. We'll, uh, How much do you think this thing's worth now? Oh, I would have said probably about 1200 US. Yeah. Pre this? Pre this. It's gone up now. It's gone up now. All right, folks. Best of luck. Best luck. Here we go. Here we go. I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. Oh, it's slowing down. It's slowing down. Here we go. Here we go. Who will walk away with the curry jersey? Oh, it's looking like it could be Ruben. Oh, it Ruben or Sean? It is Sean. It is Sean. If you're watching Little Bird of TV today. Congratulations, my friend. Wow. You've got that. We'll get those inf that information on the website for you. We'll post it out to you. Uh, big thank you, Little Birdie TV as well. And obviously... Uh, great work with the guys over there. Absolute legend. Back over to you. Enjoy the rest of the podcast, guys. Take Happy care. Monday. Take care. Congratulations to Sean Stevens there for winning the signed jersey for Steph Curry. Thanks to the boys at Ankle Breakers there. So we will get that jersey out to you shortly. Nikki.
Yes, congratulations to Sean. That is a wrap for this week's edition of First Look. Thanks, MG and Top Rope. Follow us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, download our podcast everywhere you get your podcasts from. Follow us on socials, Little Birdie TV, Twitter and Insta. Remember, all your footy betting action is at topsport.com.au. OB will be back with the boys on Friday to preview the weekend footy. Have a great week. Enjoy. Enjoy.